What's up, sisters and friends? Happy Monday, everybody. Y'all, I'm so excited to be back. Uh, this is our first Sisters and Friends episode back in the new year. And if you haven't noticed, <laughs> I got some bangs. New year, new me. And my mom got bangs. So who are we? We did it together. Uh, well, it, it's but kind of funny. we actually came to it differently. We did come to it differently. But we did it the same day. So mom literally was like, <laughs> I'm going to get bangs. I'm like, don't get bangs. Yeah. That's just a bad call. Everybody, you and Bella both were like, do not well, do it. I feel like it's like, like, Every person knows this. It's like your moral, like, right? And like, um, what's it called? Like, it's like my obligation as a friend when someone says get banks yeah. to say don't do it. Yeah. Because it's like, normally it's a rash decision. Normally it's not a good decision. It's like, why did I do that? And as a friend, and I will admit, you should say no. I will admit, whenever I first th- thought about getting bangs, I was like, should I just do it myself? Just cut it tonight? That's where you, people go really See, wrong. Th- that was the thing. You yes. were just going to do it. Yes. Now, here's the other thing. I love people who have bangs. Lanny, one of my best friends, has bangs. Yes. I love her bangs. They look so good. Shelly Giglio has bangs. Like, well, she doesn't anymore, people, does she? Yeah, she but doesn't she anymore, but she did, did and they were time. cute. Yeah. People that I know and love and love their look have bangs. It's just one of those things where a lot of people that have bangs regret ever getting bangs and they cut them themselves and yeah. it goes wrong. Rebecca, my sister, when she cut her bangs, that was oh, bad. Oh, that has been bad before. But terrible. she has cute bangs now. Yeah, yeah, but when she did it herself. No, that was bad. Mainly you just should never do it yourself. Don't do it yourself. So anyways. Well, let me say this. Last time I had bangs was like, 1990, you know, <laughs> and they were like teased and hairspray. Bangs can go a lot of different directions. <laughs> yeah. So mom tells me she wants to get bangs. I'm like, don't do it. You should not get bangs. This is just the new year resolution talking. And then mom was like, no, I read this article about French girls' hairstyles <laughs> and it was so cute. Way down on my newsfeed. Way down on your <laughs> Somehow I got down to French girls' hairstyles. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, send me the article. So she tells me about the article. I go look at the article. Then I text her and I go, what are we doing? It. I'm getting bangs too. So French girls majorly inspired this uh, commitment. Yeah. So I got more of the curtain bang style. Mom got them a little shorter. What? A little shorter. And yesterday I loved them. This morning I woke up and was like, oh no, what did I do? But now I'm, I think yeah. I like them again. Well, you just went straight in. I was like, keep them long. Yeah. And then yesterday I was like, I love them. I was like, maybe I didn't get them short enough, but then I woke up and loved them. But you went shorter, I and have. you have had the like. I kept going moment. like a little shorter, a little shorter. That's <laughs> no, okay. I think. But I'm they good. look so cute. They look and good. hair grows. Hey. So we got bangs. That's that's one thing that's happened to us thus far in the, uh, 2023. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's it's been a good start to the year. We're both off uh, social media right now. My team's uh-huh. helping post for some exciting things going on in the LO world and all the things. Uh, so if you see that on Instagram, but it's fun to get on the podcast and just kind of give y'all some life updates and different things. Uh, Today was a crazy start. Let me just tell y'all, I'm potty training right now. All right. (laughs) So we got some, we got some big girl panties in the house. Oh my goodness. It's so cute. Oh my gosh. She's got her Moana panties that she has Maui. Yeah. Maui, Maui, Maui. And she's only like 20, 20 months, 20 months. But she acts like a two-year-old. She really does. She is very mature for her age. So me like, TT. So yeah. I was like, hey, I think we're ready to start. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if she can be potty trained before the next baby, that would be awesome. I that mean, would like, be good. That would be really awesome because then we wouldn't have so many diapers yeah. and all the things. So, although I do remember this being hard. So, like, the scenario you're in a grocery store with both kids. Yes. And all of a sudden, honey has to go TT. You got a cart full of groceries, you got two kids. Well, before she could just, you yes. know, TD. Now you have to like 
go to the sure. bathroom, get get both of them out of the buggy, sure. take them in. So there are some things that you well, know, I have noticed today. I'm not saying don't potty train. I'm just saying training, how much she tts in <laughs> the span of 20 minutes. Because yeah. wow. Well, and I noticed today too because we were in the car and she was tt, and I was like, well, I had a diaper on her, uh-huh. but I was like. Okay, this is gonna be hard. Yeah, like, even yeah. When we're driving like mm-hmm. she's gonna need to go all the time. Or you're like feeding the new baby, yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like titty, and you're like, ah, oh, don't yeah, put yeah. the baby down. Just she, you know, we're yeah. So there we're are an interesting some things, phase. but she but she's it. very bothered by her diapers. Like she true. wants to do it. That's true. So we started it. Well, this morning I was like, I had so many goals for this morning. We were gonna get <laughs> up. We were gonna go to the park. We're going to the library. Yeah. Before work, I'm like, we're gonna have a fun, mommy, daddy, and honey day. Well, we wake up. First of all, she didn't sleep well last night. So I uh, put her in the potty to go TT. She does it. I'm like, this is amazing. What? Well, side note, I turned on the water because uh-huh. you told me to turn on the water. Yeah. You know, maybe she'll hear Just the gives sound you of a it. little, yeah. I'm like, oh, you did it. I'm so proud of you. Good job. So I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, she points and goes, bubbles. And I'm like, uh-huh. what? I turn around. The sink <laughs> has overflowed. I'm talking a pipe busted. Oh, yeah. In oh, the no. Chester drawer, it overflowed top, it overflowed bottom. In the bathroom that we yes, were in the other night, I, didn't see I noticed it. it wasn't draining right, but I, I did it. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, I put it on full blast. <laughs> so no. I'm like, TT in the putty, bubbles, what? Oh, no. Water everywhere. I have every towel going on that. So I take her at the potty, put her in her big girl panties. She's watching me clean up, and she goes, TT. And I look down, she pees all over the floor oh, no. after she just peed in the potty, like you just peed. In the potty, are you peeing on the floor? So then that happens. So then I get all that figured out. I'm like, whew, okay, all right, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Maintain, get, yeah. get the day back, get the day back. Cabo runs in. I know. And rubs Cabo. her nasty booty oh, no. all over our couch. Oh. And you can see poop on oh, our couch. Oh, that's the so worst. So then I'm like, that's the worst. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, that's too far. So then mm-hmm. gather all that, uh-huh. figure that out. Then once again, honey, TT. Teeth no. again on the floor. No. Yes. So at this point, we have an overflow sink, poop on the couch, two teeth on the floor. Yeah. Then she would, would not get off my lap no. while I was doing my hair. I burnt my finger at the straightener. Oh, no. We missed the I park. Know. Oh, no. So we did make it to the library. Okay, that's good. She was the worst kid in the class. <laughs> that's okay. At least we made it there. She never <laughs> set to read the book. She ran six laps around the chair, but that's okay. That's all right. And you know what's funny, though, is I get in my car. I turn on Lisa Harper's podcast mm-hmm. and it just happened to be this episode where she's talking about one of the worst mornings of her life. Uh-huh. And it made me laugh so hard. Uh-huh. She said that she, well, this is really sad, but she um, just recently, like, I guess the day before her grandma had passed away and she was walking through that. Mm-hmm. Well, then around that same time, she had decided because she had just bought a farm and she has this beautiful hillside and she decided that it would be really cute if she bought a bunch of miniature baby goats to just walk along the hill. They are cute. They are cute. Well, she has a lot of people pass by on the highway. So she's like, this would be so cute for my mm-hmm. house, my farm, but I can see the baby goats. Buys all these miniature goats. Well, then this is the next day. She walks down to just check on her goat. She's having a bad day. She's sick. Grandma just died. And she sees one of her goats being still. So she walks up to her goat and she's like, oh no, Sophie's not moving. And oh, Sophie had had passed away. And she was like, oh no. So then she's like, well, shoot. Well, she tells this in the podcast. She goes, you know, normally I wear underwear, but today she said, I don't know how I'll say this on a podcast, but I just did it. She said she picks up the goat. 
And she's she's like, I gotta go bury my goat. She's walking up the <laughs> hill, and she said she noticed her pants are kind of falling down, but she didn't want to move the goat because okay. it was kind of gross. And she's like, I just don't want to. I don't want to have to pick up this goat again. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Okay, I'm just gonna have to risk it. I'm okay. just gonna have to keep walking with the goat. Well, she says this particular day, the highway was full, so there's people passing her by, mm-hmm. this left and right. And all of a sudden, her pants fall no. down to her ankles. No. Her bare no. butt no. is showing to the whole highway oh while she's holding a dead goat. And she said, what has my life come to? And I laughed so hard. And I was like, man, that is bad. And I thought this morning, and it just, it put the day yes. into like a new perspective. Yes. She, she took it straight into the Bible like she always Aww. does. And it was just so good. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to share my morning on this podcast because if somebody can laugh about my there morning who's having a bad day, maybe they can go ahead and laugh at their own because I sometimes you see a stop, you need to laugh at what happened. Be able to laugh at yourself. That's right. Yes. And raising a toddler is not for the faint of heart. And potty training is a whole other thing. It's so true. There's a lot. And having goats. And having goats. We've had goats <laughs> we before, too. Goats yeah. too. And they're hard. <laughs> they are. So, we still have goats. There's yeah. some messy things in life. Mm-hmm. And it, it's okay if it gets a little messy. You got to yeah. laugh at yourself. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days.
Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Summer. Right. Well, today I'm going to talk to mom about things that she walked through in college, things that she learned through her college years. And um, we have a lot of college listeners, but if you're not a college listener, we're going to talk about so much more. We're going to talk about community and also we're going to talk about marriage um, because college was a time for you that you were married, that you were getting community. So all kinds of different things we'll unpack in this conversation. Um, but first off, you and dad, okay, so y'all were dating really young and y'all were thinking y'all were gonna get married, but mm-hmm. plot twist, right before y'all take that next step, y'all break up. Yes. And then right when you break up, you go to college. So yes. you went into college literally, I mean, everybody has like the fear of the unknown when they step mm-hmm. into college, but you just lost a relationship that you yeah. thought you were gonna marry this guy yeah. and you moved to a new place and you went to college. So what was that like just dealing with that much unknown of the future and the heartache all at one time and okay. starting a new journey? So that was 31, no, 32 years ago. Wow. That's crazy to even think about. So let me like take myself back to 32 years ago. I don't know. But yeah, we started dating. I was 17 years old when dad and I started dating and it was just immediate. We had known each other since third, fourth grade. So like we had known each other. We grew up together. We're in youth group together. We were friends. So when we started dating in January, I was 17. It was like, everybody knew we knew like, this is it. Like it wasn't going to take us long because we just had known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. We'd grown up together. And so we started talking marriage within early, a couple of months. Well, that summer we decided we want to get married. So we told my parents, my parents did not see it quite the way we saw it. Um, they were a little bit more practical, had a few more, a little bit more years under their belt. And then we were a little more practical and we we're like, okay, well, how are you going to support yourself? Like what, you know, I was, I was 17. I mean, so it was a little bit crazy. So and y'all was, didn't have 
Like, y'all didn't have any money. Y'all didn't have a place to live. Y'all didn't. No. Like, all things we had practical no plan. were not there. We had no plan. We were, like, living on love, totally. And I had a plan to go to college. I had a scholarship to Harding University, which was where my parents had gone. I had always planned on going. And not only am I going to get married at 17, you know, but I'm also not going to go to Harding. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to, you know, it's just everything about my life was changing in an instant. And my parents were like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and they said it in so many words, like, this is not a good idea. And um, and looking back, of course, I see the wisdom and the things that they were saying. But at the time, it was hard. Like, my parents and I had been always, like, got along really well. Like, I was not, like, a rebellious child. Yeah. And so, like, this was hard. It, it was a lot of pressure that was, you know, put on us. And we felt like we wanted to get married. They didn't think we should. And, and they, of course, wanted me to still go to college where I had the scholarship mm-hmm. and they had gone. So, in the final analysis, I, at the end of the summer, I said, I have to go to college. Like, I want us to be together. I want us to get married, but I have to, I have to go. And dad, as a young 18 year old, was like, well, if you go, then we're breaking up because like, Dang. It, and so that was it. Like he broke Dang. up with me essentially. Cause you know, we just were like, okay, that's it. Dang. We don't know what this looks like, but we're breaking up. Wow. So that was right before I went to college. And yeah, wow. it was a lot of tears. I remember, I think I cried the whole drive to Aww. Arkansas. A friend of mine um, that had been like my best friend since we were little actually came to stay with me at college for Aww. a few days. She wasn't going to that college, but she came to stay with me for a few days to just kind of get me through it. And That's so sweet. I just poured out my heart to her and told me everything. And and, um, yeah, it was definitely a scary time. Yeah. I was losing, like, I didn't know what it was going to mm-hmm. look like. And I had really, from a pretty early age, I mean, like I said, I, I loved that in fourth mm-hmm. grade when I saw him across the camp playground, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I really, even though in high school, of course, you know, we dated other people and things like that. But there was always kind of a coming back to mm-hmm. him. And whenever we got together, it was like, hey, He's the one. This yeah. is who I'm gonna supposed to marry. This is who I'm gonna marry. So it was very traumatic. It's it hard. is traumatic. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and it's like you you liked him for so long, and then mm-hmm. right at the time where you can't get married, mm-hmm. you break up. Yeah. And then you go off to college, and he in Arkansas, and he's he's here, here in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and yeah, it doesn't seem like that's gonna work out. But mm-hmm. I love that your friend came. Yeah. And stay with you for a few <laughs> nights. Um, because mm-hmm. I think in those times, like it's so important to bring community in, and those mm-hmm. are the times that sometimes we we push community out. Yeah. You know? Um, because you don't want them to see you like that and that mm-hmm. vulnerable state. You don't know what to say. They don't know how to help. Mm-hmm. And so, just speak to that a little bit about what that looks like for yeah. your friend to come. And how that helped you through yeah. those really, really hard days of transition. That really was the best. I like, I I mean, and also starting college is, I mean, I was moving in with a roommate that I didn't know too. And so a huge transition. So to have a friend, you know, one that someone that like really knows you that you mm-hmm. can just like cry to and say whatever, mm-hmm. like be completely vulnerable to is so important in that phase. And, awesome. you know, I was close to my parents and close to family, but there's things that you can't say to your, yeah. you know, in the, in that moment, like you just need a friend, yeah. you know, someone who will like stay up till four in the morning with you. That's and awesome. so, yeah, I was so grateful that she did that for me. That's and, awesome. you know, um, yeah, being there for one another in this, those times is 
critical. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did y'all get back together? Because obviously, mm -hmm. 31 years <laughs> later, 32 years later, you're married and yes. you have six kids mm -hmm. and a lot of things that y'all have done in your life. So how was the rekindling? When did that happen? What did that look like? So obviously, it did not end there. Yes. So um, I think it was really like two weeks later, dad called me. Um, this was back before cell phones, so he called my dorm room um, oh my number, and I did answered. You pick up? And yeah, I think I did. Uh huh. And I answered, and um, he was like, "I think I've had a change of heart. <laughs> Maybe it's not so bad. Maybe we can do long distance. You know, I want, um, I want to get back together." And I, and honestly, at that point, I had had I had been talking to my friend. Of course, I had built up some like reasons why oh, we need to break yeah, up too. Yeah. You know, so but it was it was actually a really good recentering time for us yeah. as a couple for me to say like like yeah. I love you and I want to be with you, but there are things that need to change in our relationship, and there were things that need to change, and there's we've grown and changed a ton yeah. since then. But it was a point, and so I do think I do want to encourage people who have kind of been through a breakup. In, in a relationship that maybe be the one that is going to be, or it's not, it's not always yeah. in the world to break up. That might yeah. be a time when you have to say like, okay, we want to be together, but how do we restructure that? Yeah. And so I actually said to him, I was like, I'm not sure. Wow. And I hung up and then about an hour, I called him back and said, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Second thought. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to back. feel the sting for a I, He bit. didn't, he actually needed, he deserved he that. It. He deserved he a little it. bit of the sting. So I let him sit in it for maybe an hour, but, um, well, and it's then, also like the hardest thing whenever you tell your friend everything yes. and like you break up and like you're so mad and you kind of just like <laughs> bash them, throw them under the and bus. Throw them under yes. the bus. You told everything bad about them. <laughs> uh -huh. And then when they want to get back together and you have to tell your friend like, we're getting back together and I love them so much yeah. and forget everything I said. But I mean, even like um, we talk about this, like whenever I was dating Christian, like I had to know like the friends that I could come to who mm -hmm. love Christian and me and yes. were going to trust, like, uh -huh. like trusted me and him in our relationship and mm -hmm. could hear hard things without going, oh, I hate him. Yeah, you know? right. Because you need uh -huh. friends who can like trust you enough right? Um, and see him yes. enough to know, uh -huh. you know, he is a good person. This is a bad moment. Yeah. yeah this is something you need to fix, but it doesn't mean that's really, that's he's so not the one for you. Yeah. And so I, I think, think that's a good that's point a good for thing. even like in marriage, you know, you have to be careful who you mm -hmm. like share every totally. bit, bit of your relationship with. You know, I think it's so important to have that really close friend that you mm -hmm. can, but like I have a really close friend that I share everything with and, but she loves Willie too, you yeah. know? And so it's like, make sure that they're they one, they're, they're godly and their advice is going to be something that yeah. is biblical and true. And then to make sure that they, you know, have, have a love for your spouse as well. Yeah. So they're not just like, you're going to tell them like one bad thing they did and they're going to be like, leave them, you know. Yeah, that's so, so I think true. that's a really good point, whether it's a dating relationship or a marriage relationship. That too. is so true. Mm -hmm. And it's so good to recenter. I mean, you have to do that yeah. in your marriage so many times too, where you come together and you're like, hey, we need to work mm -hmm. on some things. And, and yeah. a lot of times that moment comes from hitting like a rock bottom moment. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know we told this story Oh, no, we wrote it in our new book, me and Christian, in our yeah. relationship book. It comes out later this year. Um, so maybe I shouldn't spoil the story, but I'll tell you just the <laughs> highlight version of it. Um, Christian and I were walking through just a really hard time a couple months ago, and um, a lot of different things happened in our life to lead us to that time. You know, it's just chaotic. 
And um, I was like, okay, we need to we need to get back on track. So it's like, why don't we start doing communion in our house? Like, I think it would be really good <laughs> if we come over and like do communion, get juice, get bread, and like come together in Christ. Well, we had been like not bringing up a lot of the hard things we've been walking through. We'd just both been like not wanting to go there, but obviously unhappy and obviously like struggling. Mm-hmm. And so our first communion, we start taking communion. And I don't know how communion <laughs> ended up being the explosion, <laughs> but <laughs> over communion, it just all came out. And I was like, you know, maybe that's something beautiful that well, we come to Jesus and it's yeah. like the honesty, the yeah. it just like boiled over and, mm-hmm. and it was a hard conversation. It was yeah. messy and it was not pretty, but it was what we needed to happen. So then we could be like, hey, this is what we're working on. This is what we're resetting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we laugh because <laughs> it was a communion yeah that did it but i mean we had to come yeah. together and be honest about i think something. that's so good because it, there's a scripture that actually says like before you take communion go to your if you have a problem yes, with your brother that's what go happened. to them yeah and so it kind of like just happened yeah. i think that's it's actually really it actually good. Cool. Yeah. And I, don't I am, even know if we drank the juice yet. <laughs> you had to just like come to your brother yeah. and figure some things out and be honest with each other. I think yeah. that's really great. So mm-hmm. it's good. It's always good to have those moments in your yeah. relationship where you say, okay, we need to work on some things. And mm-hmm. y'all obviously did. And y'all had some, some hard times in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I also want to talk about, because you mentioned you had a roommate yeah. who you didn't know. And yeah. a lot of people um, are moving in to, you know, mm-hmm. um, apartments with people they don't know, moving into uh, college and they don't know their roommate. And yeah. sometimes, you know, it clicks and it works and sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I know you eventually became friends with your roommate, but yeah. she was a lot different than you. Yeah. And so what was that like, you uh-huh. know, just growing in a relationship with someone who was a lot different than yeah, you? Yeah, I love that. I think that this experience, my experience in that, and even though like I got married in college, so I didn't have a lot of time in the dorm, but I'm glad I did have that one semester yeah. there because I do think... I, I learned a lot in that time period and it helped me whenever, you know, I remember when Will, he went to college and he had a roommate that he had planned on being with forever. And then all of a sudden he found out he was going to have a third guy in his room and he called me like, what, you know, like, I don't know this person. And because I had had this experience, I was able to say like, hey, it might be somebody that you really learn from and grow from mm-hmm. or whatever. And so don't take that as neg- necessarily a negative. So yeah, I just went to the, you know, pick your roommate. Like the, you don't, yeah. yeah, I didn't know the person I was rooming with or anything, and yeah, I didn't have um, they just assigned. Media. No, you didn't get to stalk. No, you didn't I didn't do have, like a pre-search. No, I did not have any of that. It's just you walk in the room. So my roommate, um, like I said, ended up being a great friend, but she was so different. She was like very country, which I mean, I people might say like, oh, you're very country. <laughs> Obviously, I live in the south, but like country, there is a difference. There's a different country. Like her favorite, she was she loved. Oh, okay, y'all. No one that watches this podcast is going to know who this is, but Barbara Mandrell, who was a country singer back in the like 80s, um, she like loved Barbara Mandrell. She had a poster of her <laughs> in our dorm room. No. She was like obsessed and she was just like, she was just really different than, <laughs> than me, but we ended up just, I was just enjoyed her company and we had fun together. Cool. Now we were never like, always like the same, but it kind of worked out good because whenever you have a roommate that is different, then you have different interests. Mm-hmm. I was an art education major, so I was in the art building or whatever, yeah. and I don't even remember what her major was now, yeah. but anyway, we, um, yeah, I ended That's up cool. loving her, and she was a 
she was one of the bridesmaids in my That's so wedding. Cool. And um, we've not stayed super connected, but off and on, I you know, that. through the years. But yeah, I think that God, you know, just trust that whoever God's going to put you yeah. with, that there's going to be people that something that you can learn from them. Cool. And also like, it's such a short window of your life. I know some people yeah. get in there and they're like, oh, this person does not connect with me. I don't, you know, I'm, this is not working. I don't like it. But like, give it, just give it time. Yeah. You know, I always encourage I like all of you, give it a whole year. <laughs> you know, good. it just takes time to mm-hmm. like connect with somebody to understand somebody, learn who they are. And also with the school that you're going to or whatever, I think a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of young people get in and out before yeah. they have time for like God to do the work on them during so true. that moment. And so I encourage everybody to yeah. give it a full year when you go to college for the college, the roommate, the major, whatever yeah. you're doing, just give it a year for it's God good. to do some work on you in your life. And then after yeah. that, if you're still like, okay, this isn't where I think I need to yeah. be, then you can make a move. So many people tap out in the first semester. They, they hate it in the first semester. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the same people that I taught to in the first semester that hate it in the second semester, they're like, I love my school. I love it. Absolutely. And you find your groove. You find yeah. your things. Like someone mm-hmm. I remember told me one time, they moved here and they were not here for a very long time. And they mm-hmm. said, we're just struggling because we just, we just want to go somewhere where we have roots. Yeah. And I said, well, roots have to grow. Like, it's so you know? good. So yeah. if you're going to move somewhere else that you've never lived before, mm-hmm. then you're not going to have roots yeah. here until you grow the roots. you got to stay somewhere. You roots to only <laughs> some roots. grow when, yeah. you, when they grow you in one place. When you yeah. plant. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is so funny. Um, I've used this analogy before, but whenever I was little, I don't even know if you know this about me when I was little because I just did it by myself, mm-hmm. but I would eat apples you know, at the house and mm-hmm. I would always take my little seeds and I would go outside mm-hmm. and I would plant my apple mm-hmm. and I'd water the, the seed mm-hmm. and then the next day I'd go back out and I'd forget where I planted the apple seed so I'd cut another apple and I'd mm-hmm. go put the seed and I'd water the seed I can't even tell you how many apple seeds are in that ground and not one apple tree but I never marked where I put the seeds mm-hmm. and so I would never water in the same place I never take the time mm-hmm. to actually grow the tree and so uh, I think about that a lot of times that I was throwing seeds just in all these different places mm-hmm. and I gave none of them time to nurture and grow yeah. and so they didn't That's and really I think good. a lot of us do that it's like we are unwilling to stay in one place mm-hmm. and water that ground and yeah. nurture that soil and then see what yeah. beauty grows from it and because we mm-hmm. get frustrated by the process, we just go to the next place and yeah. plant new seeds and the next place and plant new seeds. And you're never going to get the tree mm-hmm. unless you stay and you nourish that ground. And so I think about that sometimes. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we struggle with that because we just get so impatient with the process. Yeah. But there's a process to relationships. Yes. There's a process mm-hmm. to um, growing to uh, love the place that you're at. Mm-hmm. There's a process to community. Mm-hmm. I love what you said though about your roommate that y'all were never okay, like. Okay, first I need to say, well, that's good. Like, I feel well, like I didn't want to say, well, that's good to that. I just think that's such a great analogy and it's so true. It's cool. And um, so I love that. Hey, we got to hit those sisters and friends with the well, that's, well, that's good, good every now and then. <laughs> Thank you for that. Here you go. Um, you know, I was thinking about how you said you and your roommate never got like super, super close, but y'all were friends and close yeah. enough that mm-hmm. she 
was in your wedding, but you yeah. weren't like best friends to do everything together. Right. Uh-huh. I think a lot of times like we try to force relationships with people, mm-hmm. you know, and we get so frustrated if yeah. it's not like your best friend. Right. Or we put this expectation that like every friendship has to be like your best friend. Right. Uh-huh. And I've realized as I've gotten older and mm-hmm. like out of I never went to college, but mm-hmm. out of that yeah. kind of environment. Uh-huh that not everybody's going to be your yeah, best that's good. friend. And, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're not a great friend. Right. They're not yeah. going to be there for you uh-huh. and have fun and laugh with you and cry yeah. with you. But they don't have to be your very, very yeah. best friend. And some of your very, very best friends uh-huh. will continue to be the people that, you know, like Lainey, she doesn't uh-huh. live here anymore. She's still one of my best yeah. friends. Or, um, some people that you just connect with that are new friends that you just mm-hmm. grow to a deeper level. It just right. is natural. So I feel like we can just mm-hmm. take the pressure off yeah. of like forcing that and like putting expectation on another person yeah. or your relationship with them that yeah. it has to be something other than what it just naturally so is. That's really good. I read I read this like memoir of this like rock star. I don't even know. Somebody suggested on social media and I ordered it on Amazon and read you it. I was like, read so I many did, random things. So many random things. And I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. I don't know why I'm reading this book, but it had some really great, I've pulled so many good things out of it. But um, one of the things he was talking about, so he had been in like lots of bands since like the eighties to now or whatever. And he um, said in the beginning, he had this pressure that like a band is, has to be together forever. And he just went through a lot of like turmoil and, and trial because he was like trying to hold this band together when it just, it just wasn't going to hold together. And then once he kind of released that and was able to say, okay, that band was great for this time. And then, and now I need to move on to something else. And so he talked about how like the only two relationships that last forever, you know, is your relationship with God and relationship in marriage. Like you're making an oath to someone in marriage, but all those other relationships are great and maybe they're for you for this time, but there's maybe a time when you need to release them and say like, okay, we're moving on. doesn't mean that that wasn't meaningful or great during that time, or it doesn't mean that they won't be your friends or other, but trying to force something that that may or not be there sometimes yeah i think i think that was kind of what you're saying in that it's like yeah you can you can have friendships and relationships but also let people move on let people change let people grow and don't you have to have contentment in your heart to be Mm -hmm. able to do that and contentment and knowing like i like if this person is not my best friend Mm -hmm. i am not lonely you yeah. Know, if uh-huh. this person has not become my best friend, yeah, that does not mean I am unlovable. Yeah, that does not mean I'm. Mm-hmm. That does not mean there's something wrong with me. Yeah, like you have to like you got to weed out yeah. those lies, those insecurities, mm-hmm. and say like I'm content in who I am, yeah. in my relationship with Christ, and my relationship with my family and the people in my life. Mm-hmm. Whether that's one, two, five people, whoever yeah. it is, like mm-hmm. I'm content with this. I don't mm-hmm. need to strive yeah. to gain. Yeah, so for this one person. Back to the college years that reminds me of kind of seeing y'all all kind of go through these years where relationships are changing so much, so much. and it I, it's always hard because like whenever you get into a relationship then that other friend feels like oh wait our mm-hmm. friendship has changed and what does it look like or even a sibling relationship or whatever like as especially during the college years relationships shift and change because yeah, you're sure. dating somebody and you have to focus on that person because that's mm-hmm. who potentially could be the person for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so this friendship that was like you were spending every waking hour together, all of a sudden you're not, this person can feel lonely and left out. And so like, I do remember kind of watching y'all navigate those shifts mm-hmm. and change of 
in relationships, particularly during those college years. They are hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think once again, like you have to, you have to be content and confident in the relationship mm-hmm. that you do have with your friend yeah um, i mean laney and i talked about that so much during mm-hmm. that time like mm-hmm. just being confident in what we do have yeah. and just because we're spending less time doesn't mean we're not yeah. as good friends and then and sometimes it's just it is a matter of like opening up and saying hey i kind of felt left out and, and we had to do that allowing yeah. the person to say hey i get that i'm sorry how about we yeah. you know go to brunch tomorrow or so say true. like I love you, and this has nothing to do with the mm-hmm. fact that I love you, but I have to focus on this relationship yeah. right now. And so it's those the same conversations. for guys. Christian had the most trouble in his friendship when we were dating because mm-hmm. we were long distance, and he literally traveled to Nashville every weekend to yeah. see me. So he was never there for his guy friend, mm-hmm. like hangs or right. football uh-huh. games as much as he used mm-hmm. to be, or just the things with the guys. And, you know, the guys are like, it's changing your whole life. But he's yeah. like, yeah, I remember him telling them, this is a girl I'm going to marry. Like, mm-hmm. I have to pursue her right yes. now. Like, this is the time of my life. It's it's so important. And mm-hmm. it was super important, um, especially yeah. for them. They felt like, well, you're going to get married. So spend more time with us because mm-hmm. you're going to spend the rest of your life. He's like, no, we're preparing for the yeah. rest of our life, you know? <laughs> this is the time when this we're watering the, time watering we're the apple watering seed. The apple. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not going to get there. to go there. back to where I planted that <laughs> yeah. seed. Yeah. And he did such a great job with that. But mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot of communication. Yeah, it does. But I love what you said, too. Um just back to that y'all, you know, just even if they're not your best friend, they can still mm-hmm. be a good friend. Yeah. And I think that it's still worth um, investing time mm-hmm. in. It's still Absolutely. worth hanging out. And Absolutely. I think that like so many of us are like, well, if they're not my best friend, then whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, every friend matters. Or you see somebody that's different than you and you just write them off. Feel like, mm-hmm. okay, they're never going to be my friend. I don't like Barbara Mandrell, so that's not going to be, you know, or whatever, I don't you like know. <laughs> that's just an analogy. I, I actually love Kenny Rogers, so it's hey. kind of the same book. But, um, if, you know, they might just be this, yeah. you know, you write somebody off as soon as, because they look different or they mm-hmm. talk different or that's they true. like something different where you might really be missing out yeah. on a, a friendship that you could have during that it's time. True. One thing I wanted to go back to, and this is not a, a college example, but Rebecca coming here. Mm-hmm. I mean, her first semester here was so hard. I can mm-hmm. guarantee you, I have. I need to ask her this. Like, if there would have been an opportunity for her to just go home in December, would she have done it? Uh, she may have because it was so hard. She did not speak English very well. She couldn't she actually did not adjust the time period like you know it's like she was like she'd be asleep at dinner she was up super late at night talking to all her people in taiwan and then sleeping till late the next day when she had the chance she'd be so tired in the mornings because she would be up all night because she was still trying to kind of hang on to both and didn't have relationships or friendships here yet and that first semester at at school she had no friends she felt like people were laughing at her because They couldn't under she couldn't understand them. They couldn't understand her, and it was so hard. And then I'll just remember that turn, mm-hmm. like after Christmas and at, when the new year started, mm-hmm. like midway through the second semester, she started making friends. Yep. People started coming over. She started. She ended up having a great going to prom yep. and having a great ending. And then that's when we're like, oh, well, do you want to come back next year? And she's like, yes, I do, because she ended up loving it. But if she would have had the chance in that first, she probably would have left. Oh, yeah. I think she would have left. Yeah. I would have left. It was so it was hard. hard. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that was really hard. And now mm-hmm. and here she is. 14 years, 15 years later. That. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely more than that because she yeah. came when she was 16 and she's 32 33 or 33 mm, and like Marion has two kids yeah. and 
lives here and yeah so it takes time it really Mm -hmm. does i love that i want to talk about going back to you and dad so y'all got back together and then it was very short turnaround so y'all got back together in like september so two weeks after school started yeah and then y'all got married in january January. (laughs) so so by your second semester (laughs) you were married married, because didn't y'all get married and then you didn't go on honeymoon two days later you went to college yeah and he got married on a saturday january 11th we drove to Arkansas on Sunday, and wow. he started college. It was his first time in college. It was my second semester on Monday. Wow. Yeah, we did not. We did a, that summer. We went to Hawaii with my parents as a honeymoon. Like, that was like we, <laughs> what well, we called our honeymoon <laughs> because we didn't have honeymoon. But we were, like, so young and in love. We didn't care. We were, like, we're moving into our little bitty apartment that was literally, like, the size of this podcast space. It was so wow. tiny. But we were just so excited and so in love. That's that crazy. It didn't matter. So, Okay, three months go by, you get married, you still didn't really have a plan plan, you still were um, broke, broke, and like, yes. <laughs> when, when we say you were broke, I mean, y'all did not have money, you went to Hawaii right, with right. your parents, because they were going to Hawaii. That's right, like, oh yeah, you had, no opportunity. For- y'all even went to college, because <laughs> yeah. your parents helped you go to college, yeah. I mean, it oh, was yeah. not like y'all yeah. had money, right. and when it came to y'all's marriage, y'all really did not have money, mm-hmm. so give us just a picture into um, what that looked like, because some of y'all's arguments at the time, I remember just y'all not having any money were pretty yeah. funny and oh just what, what did y'all eat what were some of the meals that you were cooking oh my gosh okay so our budget was so tight like I was full-time in school we actually we and he and he was trying to go to school and work and support us too and uh we actually worked at one of those call centers for a little while where you call and like ask for money you know like we don't oh, even know that happens awesome. anymore but like you'd be like Hey, you know, try to ask for money for something. It was terrible. It was the worst job ever. <laughs> but anyway, so we were so broke. We had a very tough, but we never ate out. Like Little Caesars Pizza, where it was like you got, you know, a lot of pizza for very little. That was it, you know. <laughs> um, we had a very, we, we made like hot dogs. They would be like Monday, would be like, lunch would be like hot dogs <laughs> with Hormel chili. <laughs> Tuesday would be like fried, frozen chicken, you know. That's we awesome. were on the tightest budget. And, um, yeah, we had, we literally, I remember in the grocery store, we had like $5 left of our allotted, you know, all our money was like in envelopes to say like, this is your grocery money for this week. We had like $5 left and he wanted to buy a pack of baseball cards and I wanted to buy a magazine. And it was like a full out fight because it was like, <laughs> who gets to spend this extra money that we wow. have here? But, um, okay, this will tell you uh, uh, ex- exactly how, how tight. So, I'll never forget this. We um, we had some friends that loaned us their washer and dryer because they, I don't know, I think they rented another apartment mm-hmm. that had a washer and dryer in there and we didn't have one. So they loaned us their washer and dryer. And um, so we wanted to like do something nice for them for letting us use their washer yeah. and dryer. So we took them out to Shoney's, which I'm saying all these references that you're <laughs> <laughs> no one. not going to even know. No but anyway, if anyone that's older, they'll remember Shoney's. So we took them to Shoney's and I'll never forget the bill comes back. And it was $40 for us four to eat at Shoney's. And I was like, oh, my goodness. How? Which is just $10 a person. This is $10 a person. But because we had, like, gone all out. We had, like, ordered dessert. We were, like, we're splurging. We want to, like, we want to, like, be generous and thank you. And then whenever (laughs) we signed that check and it was $40, I was like, oh. How are we going to like oh eat the gosh. rest of this week or month? You know, <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I like- love that though, because like nowadays with social media, like there's this pressure as like a young wife and, um, and mom to mm-hmm. have like all the snacks be like 
literally cut into dinosaur shapes and like the strawberries <laughs> yes. to be all in hearts and every meal to be perfect and it to be healthy and it to mm-hmm. be beautiful and then for young wives like I'm not knocking on this because I actually um, take the inspiration but my mm-hmm. brother-in-law and sister-in-law just got married and they literally post their weekly menu they print out a beautiful uh-huh. menu and that it's fancy food and they'll post their beautiful dinner and their you know little mocktail uh-huh. that they made and their appetizer and, uh-huh. and they'll grade the cheese i mean it's like it's like <laughs> yeah. fancy and it's yeah. awesome and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that uh-huh. and like i said i have used some of their recipes yeah. and i could do better at that but sometimes seeing how perfect other people's meals can yeah. be and plates can be it can make you feel like oh man like mm. what's my hot dog you know yeah. like what's my little caesar's pizza right but sometimes like you're just in the That's position right. in life where ramen mm. noodles are just gonna have to do yeah. you know uh-huh i mean for this season of my life yes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a great dinner you That's know right. yeah. cereal is just fine That's right. and so mm-hmm. i just think that like sometimes because we see everybody else's mm-hmm. life ours all of a sudden doesn't look like enough yeah. um but man like seasons come and seasons go mm-hmm. and some look different yeah. than others and and they're Looking back times. on that period, I mean, that's so it's such fun memories like thinking about that how we were just like you know trying to make all the pieces fit together to make our budget and everything, yeah. and we didn't have that. And I do think that is a harder, you know, yeah. on, on this generation because you are seeing other people's yes. lives and in a way that is very edited and that yes. looks like oh, they have it all together. You yeah. know, I was actually talking about that on um, this morning with a friend about how it's like she was saying how. She, at the end of last year, her house, she was doing a good job, like keeping her house clean and cooking good meals and all that. Well, then the new year started and she decided she wanted to watch what she's eating and start exercising and all that. So she's doing that now, but the the house is not as clean because she's just like, yeah. there's always Everything feels like there's has something to, yes. has to give. And there's that's the thing, even with my brother and sister-in-law, they're mm-hmm. in a time right now where they can do that because it's off season. When yeah. he plays baseball and they're traveling all over, then they're going to have like to that. adjust and they will. Yeah. But this is a fun time for them uh-huh. and they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And for for us, like we were talking the other day because Christian said I wasn't very cute and cuddly with our dog. And I said, <laughs> okay, whoa. I was there for that and you got so offended. <laughs> I was like, I was, I used to be cute and cuddly yes. with our dog until we had a baby right and now i'm cute and cuddly with our baby right and so you know there's you can't do it all for everything yes and, i mean like even during pregnancy mm-hmm. i didn't go to the gym for the first uh four months of this mm-hmm. pregnancy because i was so sick yeah. now i feel better so i'm going to the gym uh-huh. and so you just like but if you look at social media it can feel like it can feel everybody's, like everybody's doing everything doing everything perfectly. and keeping it all together perfectly and they're not and it's not everybody yeah. has to give on something mm-hmm. in the time that they're in yeah. and so i just you know that was a, that was a time of y'all's life that's yeah. really fun to look back on yeah. now you know obviously that's not what your life mm-hmm. looks like but you can look back and be like well look how much we grew and learned yeah. one thing I love about and I want to end on this because I think this is so beautiful mm-hmm. is y'all were broke but y'all had fun y'all <laughs> were broke but y'all were still hospitable yeah. and I think that a lot of people think okay well I can't have fun mm-hmm. I can't be hospitable because I don't have anything yeah how could I invite people to my house and my house is not cool how right. could I you know have fun and go do all the things mm-hmm. if I don't have any money and a lot of people in college are in that time right mm-hmm. now so how did y'all continue to be hospitable and have fun when yeah. you were broke I think that's a great question because yeah we did we we had grown up in hospitable families where you know people came over and all that so we wanted to continue that and so we did we were the married couple at college so we were the ones that people came to our house and all that and i'll never forget the first so our first apartment was like i said it was tiny it was one bedroom the washer and dryer were like stacked on top of each other in the 
in the bathroom. The kitchen was right here to where, like, when you took a shower, the steam from the shower made the kitchen smoke alarm go off. No. And so <laughs> no. You had to, like, unplug this kitchen smoke alarm to the fire, you know, so you wouldn't That's let the smoke so alarm funny. go off every time. And then, um, but I remember we invited friends over and we made spaghetti because spaghetti, I mean, hey, you can make a big pot of spaghetti and it can feed a lot of people. This we invited some friends over and made spaghetti, but I didn't have any idea, like, how many noodles do you make for how many people? So I just was like, Okay, noodles were cheap. I'm just going to make a lot. We had so many spaghetti noodles left. And so Willie, your daddy, started like throwing noodles at me, you know, while the of friends course. were over. And just he still does this. Just for fun, you know, for fun. And it became this whole big spaghetti fight no in way. our apartment. And we had noodles on the ceiling. We had noodles everywhere. <laughs> and then That's when we awesome. moved out of that apartment and moved our couch, we still had like dried spaghetti noodles it's behind the so couch. Great. It was so fun and such a fun that memory. So fun. But yeah, we we always we would do, you know, we'd do the parties at our house, the holiday parties or whatever. That's People awesome. would come over and everyone That's bring so a little fun. something. It was like Rotel cheese dip and hot dogs, so but fun. we, you know, had people over and, awesome. and people don't fun. care. They don't care. Like they do no. not care. I remember mm -hmm. whenever I uh, had two roommates and I invited a bunch of our friends over and I was running late that morning and I remember Lainey was like, how are you going to get all this ready? And I was like, well, I'm probably just not, but I'm going to make pancakes <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. put out some toppings. And she was like, oh my gosh, I am like, I could have never done that because uh -huh. our house is so messy and like, you're just yeah. making like pancakes and we had so much fun. And later she was like, oh, that was actually so cool. Mm -hmm. And you know, people don't really care about what your house looks like, but they, they care about being together. That's and right. everybody, you know, when they're sitting at home feeling lonely, isn't like, I just want a perfect house to walk into that is completely organized. No, no they're like, I just want people around That's me. That's right. And yeah. so um, and it actually makes you feel better whenever things aren't all done. And you're like, you know, relatable. invite people over and give them a job when yeah. they get there. People always are like, what can I do? You know, yeah. you don't have to have everything done when everybody gets there. They can help make the pancakes or help do it's whatever. True. And let them. Let them. Let them help. Yeah. <laughs> like, people enjoy nice. that and want to be a part of that. Yeah. I think it's so good. I think that. Yeah, we put too much pressure on ourselves, and that's another part of kind of this age. Mm -hmm. it, it, everything looks like it's perfect or whatever, but no one, no one mm -hmm. really cares about that or wants that or expects nope. it. Just because it's, everybody knows it. that's not real, and that actually goes to even inviting people into your home or apartment or dorm room or whatever, but just inviting people to stuff. I had yeah. that conversation with one of our kids the other day, you know, because I was like. Um, our son Will has moved away and he's living in Texas now and he's loving what he's doing is doing great, you know. And I was like, you know, you have to like invite people if you're home alone at night mm -hmm. and you don't have anything to do, text Tell somebody. Yeah, text somebody, come over and play video games with you. Or meet them, yeah. meet them, you know, uh, wherever, Dave and Buster's or whatever. But yeah. like you have to invite. I think so many times we sit sit around and be like, oh, nobody's no inviting me to anything inviting. and I'm not, I don't have anything to do. And it might just mean you need to yep. invite somebody. I got invited to something yeah. last night and I went and I was so happy. Like last night, a friend, Steph, went to spin class. Steph texted me yesterday and was like, hey, I'm going to spend at 545. Do you want to go? And I did not have plans to go into spin. I have not been in four years since 2020 happened to spin. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I'm going at 545. you want to come? And I was like, yes, I actually do. It feels good to be invited. Yeah, it's exactly. So so always somebody to something. tell this story that the first year that we lived here, remember, I was like, no one's invited us to anything. Mm -hmm. It was just throwing myself such a pity party. And, you know, I was like, and my friends have a Bible study and they never even invited us. And why would they not invite us? And then I was like, oh, why don't I invite them? Why don't I start yeah. a Bible study? Why don't I do something? And it's just like, when you have that so epiphany, good. it's like, I can 
do this. I have yes. a phone. I can text him and say, can you come right. over? And now we're great friends. Yeah. And, you know, it, and if someone says no because they can't, don't take it you got personally. It goes back to that contentment. Just wait. Invite somebody else. Or yeah, try that again contentment and that confidence. Yeah. I'm such an over-inviter, and I always tell my friends, I will always invite you to everything, and mm-hmm. you will never offend me if you say no. Right. Because I just so always good. think it feels better to be invited than to yeah. not, you know? Um, uh, y'all did also get to go study abroad whenever we y'all were married. Did. And some of y'all's um, cheap moments there cracked me up, because did y'all sleep mm-hmm. on the train? Yeah, so that was one of the greatest blessings. Mom and Dad, you know, helped us to be able to do that. So we went, we spent a semester in Italy, in Florence, Italy, um, for a, a school program that um, Harding has. And you actually live like in this villa. You take all your classes there. And the way they do it is like you take classes like four days a week. And then the other three days, you get to just travel. So cool. And so as part of the kind of the deal, you buy like a Eurorail package, which the Eurorail is the train that takes you all over Europe. And so we had that. But we didn't have money for hotel rooms or anything like that. So we decided we would just sleep on the train. And so because we had the pass. So we would plan a trip to where, like, we could get on the train at night. We could sleep on the train in the chairs or whatever and then wake up in a new country. And it was amazing. Like, you'd just go to sleep on the train, wake up in Spain or whatever. But we're literally sleeping <laughs> in chairs, you know, and um, in the in the in this on this train and um yeah there was one time where there were like you know people on train trying to steal stuff and they oh were like gosh. opening our thing and oh dad starts gosh. like chasing them around the train like a movie i'm like no what are you gonna do if you catch them like what? no come back <laughs> like, but uh, he they, luckily hilarious. they dropped the backpack and did not oh, they saw your backpack no, it was a friend of ours that was oh in the little gosh. room with us they opened the door grabbed a friend's backpack oh my god and dad like jumps up and starts chasing them through the train dad and i'm going like what are you you could, we're on it. What are you going to do? Like you're going to have train. a fight and throw them off the train. I don't know. So anyway, luckily in the chase, they dropped the backpack, and so all was well. Oh my god! So he slept the rest of the night with his feet up on the door <laughs> of the little train car, that so hilarious. that no one else would come in. But yeah, we were. It's awesome. Yeah, it was so much fun. It's, it's so just fun. the most fun memories of trying to kind of like I love it. figure it out whenever you don't have a lot, you yeah. know. I love it. And we stayed in youth hostels that had like a little um, shower. There was like mm-hmm. a bathroom that everyone shared and there would be a shower. Awesome. And there's one I remember you put like, not quarters, but whatever the yeah. the coins were at that time, um, the euros now, mm-hmm. but whatever it was at the time, you put that in and it like gave you like two minutes on your shower. Wow. And the water pressure hilarious. would come out. Yeah. Quick shower. So fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Y'all had so many fun memories from we that. Do. And I've always loved those memories to mm-hmm. hear all the stories that you and dad did on the train and with your friends yes. and all the different things we all did in college. Also, And love, not to say that our life during that time was perfect. We definitely, no. we were very young and got married. So we, we fought and... We, we played hard and fought hard and oh, yeah. all the things during that period, too. Well, so and we'll have to have another whole episode of that. Whole episode, yeah. uh, the jealousy, <laughs> the learning yes. how to let each other do what they want to do without controlling yes. their schedule. All the things that you've also taught us from your college years mm-hmm. that I'm sure we could all learn from. Anybody ever been jealous in a relationship <laughs> or ever wanted to control your uh, partner's schedule? Yes. Yes, we can talk about that too. And they lived through that. And that's so good. Also love just last note that you majored in art Mm -hmm. and um, thought you'd be an art teacher. And I just think it's so cool that 
you know, that was something you're super passionate about. And mm -hmm. still, you know, when you draw for your grandkids, you, I, I'm like, how did you just draw that horse <laughs> without looking at a sketch? You know, like you just do it. And, um, you know, there's been different times in your life that yeah. that has popped up. But ultimately, that's not mm -hmm. what you did. You know, yeah. now you and dad run Duck Commander. We're on a TV show. You know, you run Tread Lively and a production company and all these different things. Your production company puts on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Probably nobody really knows that. Um, you do a million different things. And I think that sometimes in college, we can just put so much pressure on ourselves that like, this is it. Yeah. Every decision, it, it's mm -hmm. so huge, you know? And and if we miss it, then what if we miss the call yes. of God in our life? Or what if we miss what God's going to do? Or what if we miss the, the door that we're supposed to run through? And I just mm -hmm. want to just remind you, friends, like, you're not going to miss it. Nope. You actually, you cannot miss it if you're following the Lord mm -hmm. and if you're doing, if you're waking up and, and just doing, you know, yeah. and doing for His glory. I love Two Mama posted the mm -hmm. other day. She's like, you know, so many people are like, um, I'm gonna miss the call of God, or what if I'm not doing what God called me to do? He's like, she's like, well, what if you're if you're doing whatever you're doing for the glory of God, then you're doing what He called you to do. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. whether that is being a cashier, whether that is being an art mm -hmm. teacher, whether that is, you know, having a podcast or being a lawyer or a teacher, or whatever you're doing, and so. You know, yes, decisions matter. And yes, your work matters. This is not mm -hmm. for waste. This definitely matters. But don't mm -hmm. put so much pressure on yourself that what you decide now is going to completely, you know, yes. determine the rest of your life. Because yes, it will shape your life, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be like the the end all be all. Right. I mean, God can still do so much. And I think your willingness to dive in for four years and work hard and study hard, yes, it mm -hmm. will lead you down a, a great path. But it's not the end all be all you know um one decision isn't going to mess up your entire life yeah especially if it's one made whether i'm gonna be a teacher or i'm gonna be a nurse you right. know you yeah. can't you can't mess it up friend and so um no no pressure there i know in this time you can have so much fear of what the future will hold and the future scary because it's unknown and fear is the unknown mm -hmm. <laughs> fear is the mm -hmm. thing literally by definition it's um uh, believing that something could be a potential threat, you know? So yeah. it's, it's believing something might could happen mm -hmm. in the future. And, you know, mom had a scary moment where they broke up. She could have thought, we're broke forever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be single forever. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what if I choose this and that mm -hmm. leads me this way or that way? But God's got your future and God's got yeah. you now. And so I hope this is encouraging to you. Um, look at the people around you in your life. How can you steward those friendships well? How can you use what you have, even if it's not much, to have fun and to host well? How can you work towards growing in your relationship, um, maybe restructuring some things to have a better future? Just some of the things that we can take away from today. And where are you that you actually need to water the ground you're at? What seeds have you thrown in the ground that you need to take some time to intentionally water and see grow? So we'll have to have you back on for some of those harder conversations. But this was a great start. To you the know where to year. find me. I'm in. I know. I, I guess I'll just call you. <laughs> well, have a great week, everybody.